Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul is test this morning, Lord. Father, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, for giving us another privilege to come into your presence. Thank you, Lord God, for the grace to come and worship the one who made the heavens and the earth. The one who gave us Jesus, his one and only begotten son. The, Lord, the one who made it possible for us to come this morning. We give you all the praise, Father. Be glorified forevermore. Thank you for the privilege to be called your sons and daughters, to be called your children. Thank you for the privilege, Lord, to belong to you. Thank you, precious Lord. We declare this morning that you are good and your mercies endures forevermore. We declare this morning that you are faithful, O God. We declare this morning that you are righteous, O God. We declare this morning that you are holy, O God. Be magnified forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we spend this time again in your presence, we ask, Lord, that once again you will speak to us. We ask once again that you will grant us understanding in your word and cause your name to be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphe Ayenike. Today, uh, we start, okay, we finished the book of uh, Revelation yesterday. So today, like I promised yesterday, we start reading the book of Matthew. And in the next three months, I want us to be able to read through the whole of the New Testament. Okay, so emphasis on reading reading okay we've studied all of this okay so we will be reading and then just paying attention to one or two things here and there like i said having studied the book of revelation a lot of the things in the book of um in the gospels for example will make far better meaning to us we will have far better understanding okay so today we start with the book of matthew um, Matthew scholars uh, agree was likely written a little while or relies a lot on the on the book of Mark. Okay, Mark obviously was was there was there when um, for a lot of the actions and that's when you read the book of Mark you see it's it's action oriented it's filled it records practically all the deeds of Jesus. So scholars agree that Matthew relies a lot on the book of Mark. But their purpose for writing is different, okay? And that's why the book of Matthew is very interesting. Matthew was likely written about a time where there was uh, the contention between Jews and Gentiles was um, beginning to, to heat up, okay? It was becoming very strong. You know, it wasn't too long, right? After um, 
everything happened and the disciples began to preach so much and then Paul and his gang began to cause so much trouble you know and all of that so Matthew was written about that that period Matthew's sole goal is to reveal Jesus as the fulfillment of the Old Testament that's his own purpose not to record the accounts of Jesus yes he does that but his goal is to reveal Jesus as the fulfillment of the Old Testament reveal Jesus as the Messiah the Old Testament promise and then the fact that when Jesus when sorry when the Jews rejected rejected Jesus um, according to Old Testament prophecies okay um, God was going to turn to another nation which was the Gentile nation okay so that is Matthew's sole focus so when you read keep that in mind okay so please get your Bibles let's read Matthew chapter 1 if we can uh, we'll pause somewhere in chapter 2 today we are reading so we can stop anywhere Matthew chapter 1 the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah this is a record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah the record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah a descendant of David and of Abraham very important to connect it to both of those two people because um, they are practically everything that the Old Testament you know stands on the nation of Israel okay that's that practically that's everything they are linked they are linked they are standing on David and and of Abraham Abraham was the father of Isaac Isaac was the father of Jacob Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah whose mother was Tamar Perez was the father of Ezra Ezra was the father of Ram Ram was the father of Aminadab Aminadab was the father of Nashon Nashon was the father of Salmon Salmon was the father of Boaz whose mother was Rehab Boaz was the father of Obed whose mother was Ruth Obed was the father of Jesse Jesse was the father of King David David was the father of Mo of Solomon whose mother was Bathsheba the widow of Uriah okay so you notice that he is tracing right from Abraham to David he's not focused on on Moses okay because Moses does not enter into the line of Jesus he's tracing the uh, the lineage okay of Jesus again very very important it says Jesse was the father. Let me start from six again. Jesse was the father of King David. David was the father was the was the father of Solomon, whose mother was Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah. Solomon was the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam was the father of Abijah. Abijah was the father of Asa. Asa was the father was the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was the father of Jehoram. Jehoram was the father of Uzziah. Uzziah was the father of Jotam. Jotam was the father of Ahaz. 
Ahaz was the father of Ezekiah. Ezekiah was the father of Manasseh. Manasseh was the father of Ammon. Ammon was the father of Josiah. Josiah was the father of Jehoashin and his brothers born at the time born at the time of the exile to Babylon. After the Babylonian exile, Jehoashin was the father of Shetiel. Shetiel was the father of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the father of Abiud. Abiud was the father of Eliakim. Eliakim was the father of Azor. Azor was the father of Zadok. Zadok was the father of Akim. Akim was the father of Eliud. Eliud was the father of Eliza. Eliza was the father of Matan. Matan was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of, of Mary. Mary gave birth to Jesus, who is called, called the Messiah. All those listed above include 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 from David to, to the Babylonian exile, and 14 from the Babylonian exile to the Messiah. Okay? So, from tracing the lineage and genealogy, there are one or two arguments here and there. Okay? But our focus is not on really trying to research and study this. Okay? Um, one of the things you pay attention to, um, there are majorly two of them. Okay? You will notice that Matthew traces the genealogy, okay, the lineage through Solomon. Whereas when you read the book of Luke, he traces the lineage through Nathan. Okay? Both of them were actually David's David's son. Okay? And I think both of them were actually um, born to Bathsheba. Okay? Um, again, the focus is on the audience, the audience that each person is writing is writing to. Okay? So just take note of that in your mind. And then, um, lastly, the last one I think would have to be the one Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary gave birth to Jesus. When you read Luke's account, you will see that Eli, Eli is put, is inserted in there. Okay? So, I think scholars agree that Eli was the father-in-law, okay? Which will still make him you know the father of jacob in other words Eli was the father i was actually the father of mary mary instead okay quite interesting uh, those are just things we do we study in bible in bible school but that's that's the lineage and of of jesus let's look at the birth of jesus from verse 8 verse 18 this is how jesus the messiah was born you notice that matthew is always focusing on mentioning Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the Messiah, and that was important because of the audience is writing to, is writing to both you know Jews and Greek, but especially for the Jews to accept the Gentiles, okay? Because those the Gentiles have now begun to accept, that Christians have begun to accept, is a fulfillment of. The, the Jewish prophecies, okay? So this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. 
his mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of, of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break, to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The angel tells tells them the sole purpose for which the Messiah was coming. He will save, for he will save his people from their sins. 22. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. What is the message? Luke, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel. <clears throat> Obviously, this is the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Okay? can find it also in Isaiah. Isaiah said a little bit of that also in Isaiah chapter 8, um, about verse 8, 9, and 10. He said, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until a son was born, and Joseph named him, named him Jesus. Joseph named him Jesus. Again, disparity there. Who was given the name? Obviously, yes, the mother likely received the name, but in the Jews, because this was written more to the Jews. The one who would have named him, eh? The one who would have named him would have been the father. Okay, at the naming, is the father who that would have named him. So the one who would have named him is is Jesus. So not emphasis on who received the name or who was the name given to the one who named him and Joseph named him, named him Jesus. All right. So that's chapter one. Very simple, right? <laughs> okay. I'm sure we will start our discussion more when we start looking at some of the teachings of Jesus. Remember, writing to to Jewish audience and trying to get them to accept Christianity. Okay, so let's look at the visitors from the east. Matthew chapter two. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from Eastern lands arrived, they arrived in Jerusalem, asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw a star as it, as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asks, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? 
So, of course, the Messiah is well prophesied in the Old Testament. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, For this is what the prophets wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you, who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Okay, you can find that in Micah, Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Samuel also prophesied, prophesied the same thing. All of the prophets, <clears throat> almost all of the prophets prophesied about Jesus, the coming of Jesus. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities, uh, ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd, will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. The time when the star first appeared, not when they, when they started their journey, when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, of course, the wise men haven't had him say directly, go to Bethlehem, would feel that Herod was just being sincere, right? <laughs> so, after this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. Not Herod's words, the star. They didn't allow Herod's words to shape where they were going. They followed, they continued to follow the star. And the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They bowed down and worshipped him, not worship her or worship them. They bowed down and worshipped the child, Jesus. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Verse 13. After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Okay, so we know that now the searching for the child to kill him was the expression of the dragon who waited, you know, with bated breath for, for Mary to give birth to the child. And then he wanted to kill the child. Uh -huh. He says, Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Yes, we read that in the book of Revelation. For, verse 14 now. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother. And they stayed 
there with um, stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. You find that in Osea, Osea chapter eleven, verse one. I called my son out of Egypt. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, based on the wise men's report of the stars first appearing. Okay? Not when they set out on the journey. When did the star first appear? Where was what he found out from the wise men? And so he just grouped every child within that region. He says, uh, uh, he sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, based on the white men's report of the star's first appearing. Eros' brutal action fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A cry was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted, for they are for they are dead. Other version says that they are no more. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 15. After this, of course, we see the return back to Nazareth. So verse 19, when Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Get up, the angel said. Take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel because those who were trying to kill the child are dead. Take him back to the land of Israel. Okay? He didn't say take him back to exactly where you were staying before. Okay? Take him back to the land of Israel because those who were trying to kill the child are dead. So Joseph got up and returned to the land of Egypt with Jesus and his mother. But when he learned that the new ruler of Judea, so he was trying to return back to Judea, was Herod's son, Achilles. Achilles, he was afraid to go there. Then, after being warned in a dream, he left for the region of Galilee. So the family went and lived in a town called Nazareth. This fulfilled what the prophets had said. He will be called a Nazarene. Okay? He will be called a Nazarene. Okay? That completes chapter 2. Okay? Do we take chapter 3? Let me see how many verses you have in chapter 3. Just 17 verses. Okay? Let's take, let's take chapter 3 too. So, John the Baptist prepares the way. So, in those days, Matthew chapter 3. You see, reading the Bible is simple and 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 sweet, right? Yes. In those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching and began preaching. His message was, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. Okay? Even John said that the kingdom of heaven was near. That would really agree with a lot. Most Jewish people would agree with that. Remember when we studied the Old Testament, right? The falling away, and that's why it traces the genealogy carefully 
how they went into exile and then they came back from exile okay so this message would have connected with with the jews it says repent of your sins and return to god for the kingdom of heaven is near it says uh, the, the prophet isaiah was speaking about john when he said he is a voice shouting in the in the wilderness a voice shouting in the wilderness prepare the way of the lord's coming clear the road for him verse 4 john's clothes were woven from quest camel hair and he wore a leather belt around his waist for food he ate locusts and wild honey people from jerusalem and from all of judea and all and all, and all over the jordan valley went out to see and hear john and when they confessed their sins he baptized them in the jordan river verse 7 but when he saw he saw many pharisees and sadducees coming to watch him baptize coming to watch him baptize not to be baptized by themselves they didn't come to be baptized themselves they came to watch him baptize coming to watch him baptize he denounced them you brood brood of snakes he exclaimed who warned you to flee the coming wrath so john himself knew that wrath was coming okay in their own eyes mountain view like i always say okay they knew the end was coming who warned you to flee the coming wrath prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turn to god don't just say to each other we are safe for we are descendants of abraham that means nothing for i tell you god can create children of abraham from these very stones again that would have connected with his jewish audience even now the acts of god god's judgment is poised ready to sever the roots the roots of the tree yes every tree that does not produce good fruit will, will be chopped down and thrown into the fire hmm I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I am not worthy even to be a slave and carry a sandal. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Okay? So, John or Matthew is helping, trying to help them connect that the fact that the the one who baptized with the holy spirit and fire is the one that john was speaking about and that that person is the messiah okay carefully that information is carefully inserted there okay for his jewish audience they could easily trace back and be able to find out that jesus okay um haven't given the apostles this promise that the holy spirit was going to come and the holy spirit eventually came they saw the disciples okay they saw them come out of that upper room filled with the holy spirit and john was con the matthew is connecting the fact that yes um john himself said many of them would have accepted john okay john said look somebody is coming after me i baptize with water 
he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Verse 12, he is ready to separate the shaft from the wheat, um, from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing floor, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the shaft with never with never ending with never ending fire. Now let's look at the baptism of Jesus, verse 13. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him, talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you. He said, So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, It should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. We must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, John chapter 3, notice this, Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. So right there we see the Trinity, the Son who is the one being baptized. We see the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And yeah, we hear the voice from heaven, the voice of the Father saying, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. Alright, so let's stop here today. We just read Matthew from <laughs> chapter 1 to chapter 3. Okay, very, very easy. So, uh, reading the Bible is interesting. And I'm telling you, in the next three months, as we read through the Bible, you will be blessed. Yes, you will be blessed. I want us to pray as we go today. Lord, help us to meditate on the things that we have learned. Uh, we've traced the genealogy of Jesus. We've seen how God protected Jesus and his parents. And then eventually we see the baptism of Jesus. Father, help us meditate on these things to know that you can speak to us. You can show us your glory like you showed it to, to Mary, the mother of Jesus. You can speak to us like you spoke to Joseph, you know, Jesus' father. Father, we pray today. As we meditate on these things, Lord, show us your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you this morning. Thank you for our learning. Thank you for our reading. Help us once again to be doers of the word in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you. We give you all the praise and glory. I pray for every listener this morning that, Lord, they will imbibe your word Lord they will be doers of your word in the name of Jesus and your name will be glorified in Jesus mighty name we pray Amen alright thank you so much for listening today God bless you enjoy your day